just I'm actually just trying to get some pants on. Okay, fair. In fair. the American sense of the word. Okay, I mean, or the British sense. I'm not judging. You do you, bro. Well, the, the my curtains are open, so you know, got to be careful. Yo, I I run. I ran out. Uh, what day was it? I ran out. Uh, in my boxer briefs and put the recycling on the corner. And, uh, not on the corner, on the on the curb, but it's only like five feet from my front door. But I yeah. did get a whistle from the neighbor lady, so I was like, wow, <laughs> all right. I yeah, but you're probably good. boning her on the side anyway. Hey, hey, no, 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 that is not, nope, that's not, nope. uh... She, that's, she, she's a good girl, is she? You're a good boy. No, we, we don't, nope. All right, so I am enjoying, <laughs> Jesus, Ben, right off the bat, I am enjoying some dragon's milk. Uh, I hope you guys are having fun and and have a, have yourself a little drink or a little something set aside. Ben, what are you drinking right now? I've got some Kraken rum, uh, some coffee, and I've got a Toblerone ice cream en route, which is actually the real reason why I thought I'd put some trousers on. Nice, you fair. Know, I, I didn't I didn't want to answer the door. <clears throat> well, I also them. I, I also have a little six and twenty five grain uh, bourbon whiskey. So yeah, that's. Uh... That's some good stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to get into it. Right off the bat, let's just explain what this show is about. The The point of this show is to talk about anything freely. Um, I had talked to Ben and Suve both, and both of them had said, I would love to join you regularly on Black Sky Legion, just be part of the crew. But there's no way we can do it because the hours, it's like we need you to move it several hours earlier. And yeah. unfortunately, on a regular basis, starting at midnight and finishing somewhere after 3 a.m. on a regular basis for yeah. people with, you know, people who have got to be up at 8 o'clock the next morning is not, not practical. Yep, 100%. So, so, and I mean, I don't know about you, Kai, but, you know, Certainly on live radio, and I know I think you're on BSL as well. You know, you go off and you you talk about elite, and that's fine. Or you talk about Star Citizen or No Man's Sky, and that's fine. Mm. But you know, you start verging into you know other directions, even other sci-fi directions, and people start getting a face on with you. Yep. And yeah, you know, I mean, I know both. We've we've all got a platform to be heard on, mm -hmm. but. Piss on it. I want more of a platform because I've got more opinions. Well, on top of that... I don't just do Elite. I catch hell just from branching out from Elite into Star Citizen and Nomansky. So, God forbid, yeah. I start talking about fantasy MMOs or a cool movie or a book that I like and people lose their motherfucking minds. So, we're... we're yeah. Yeah. So... Like I said, we're gonna, we're gonna... We're gonna go All the into shit that we enjoy that isn't main content or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, although I think, honestly, the more and more I get into it, and I'm going to sell you on it, spoiler alert, I'm going to sell you on it here coming up, uh, I think yeah. I think New World is going to become main content pretty damn quick, pretty damn hard. <laughs> not not to say I won't still be enjoying Star Citizen, Nomadsky, and uh, Elite, but, but like New World is definitely going to get into the rotation, and I'm going to get it into the rotation with you. I know already Suv is down. Suv is 100% in. I'm going to sell you on it. Spoiler alert, that's coming up. So this is going to be a show that covers, like I said, New World, the MMO, as well as all things gaming, nerd, space, books, TVs, movies, shows, like all of the stuff. So if 
we get to a situation where it's like, hey, there's a huge thing that happens with SpaceX. We'll talk about it. Or, oh my God, this Marvel thing. We'll talk about it. Or, oh, the 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 Dune or Foundation series. Or, holy shit, this amazing thing happened in Elite. It could happen. Or like, oh, Zeno threat. Let's go, boys. Like all of the stuffs, we're just gonna be free to do whatever the fuck we want. You know, we're gonna be all over the expanse when oh. that kicks off again. Dece- I'm calling it uh, right got, now. It's December. We've got the book coming. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm calling it around December fifteenth. We'll see. Sounds yeah, sounds about right. So if it's gonna be that, I'll probably have to basically hold fire until January sometime. Hell yeah, yeah, just because Christmas and being a father and things. Hey, these things happen. Your pullout game is weak. It is what it is. Uh, okay, I, Doug Laura, I have not yet sold on New World. Just wait, brother. I'm going to sell you. So let's get to the, the meat of the show. I'm going to, we'll start off with Ben. So each person sort of brings their agenda to the show where it's like, I want to talk about this thing or that thing. Um, Let's start with Ben first. And after we run through our agenda of our things, because I have a very meaty meaty wow thing with regard to new world a meaty thing but uh but i want to start with ben first i want to give him the opportunity to bring his first thing that he wants to talk about and let's just free flow with this shit go for it ben oh i mean so what i've been watching shang chi and the most recent marvel film but i probably don't want to bring any spoilers that only came out on Friday. Oh yeah, no spoilers, um, no spoilers. So, but just general feelings just, and thoughts. If you enjoy feelings and thoughts, loved it. Some awesome, awesome choreography. <clears throat> um, Marvel bringing their A game. Mm. Really enjoyed it. Some nice, nice little cameos, nice little side bits. Now, Shang Chi was that he was that slightly chubby monk guy from Doctor Strange, right? I love no, that's that guy. Wong. Oh, that's Wong. I like that. Wong guy. is in it though. Mm. Wong is Wong is in it, and he he gets to do some kick-ass magic and kick-ass fighting. Okay, it, it's, it's it's good. It's good. I'm a big fan um, of Wong. I know you've not watched a lot of the more recent Marvel things, but do you did you watch? Um, I think it was Iron Man two, which had Iron what, Man what, two was the, the one where the tra- he... that was the the extremists and the Ten Rings and. And things like that. Iron Man 2 was the one where he went through the whole... There was like an alcoholic subplot. And there was the fucking dude. There was like, I want my beard. Okay, maybe this was Iron Man 3 then. Okay. Whichever Iron Man it is, where they're basically going on about the, the Ten Rings. Mm. And basically, one of, one of Iron Man's other sort of corporates oligarchs is basically blaming the ten rings for a bunch of scientific explosions that they're doing yeah that's and three they, they, that's three is it yeah and they, they're using uh trevor slattery as a as a, a patsy basically pretending to be the 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 mandarin mm, yeah 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 i remember Trevor's, that that was yeah that was that was ben kingsley and he was so exactly. good yeah 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 that he's was great. back he's back in shang chi mm. Oh, it's great. I love him. Person. And he is on form. Like, one of his first lines was, Oh, thank God, you can see it too. I thought I was hallucinating. <laughs> Yo, I could see Ben it's Kingsley so just tripping on acid. Yeah, that's great. Oh, man. Absolutely awesome. Um, 
So yeah, I've been I've been digging on that. I won't go into any more spoilers on that. Okay. If you like it, go see it. You know, you're not going to miss anything. Uh, I'll, I've I'll been put loving it on the list. Yeah, I've been loving the Marvel What If stuff as well. And my mm. God, the most recent What If got dark. Are we're talking about the 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 what's his name Loki shit. What, do, the no the so the What If stuff is a series of cartoons. Oh. Where still voiced by most of the OG cast. Okay. Um and it basically it set it goes off and just changes one little thing about one of the movies and then rolls forward from there. Mm. So like in the first one, what would have happened if Peggy Carter stayed <gasps> on the the ground floor of the, <gasps> the place when Steve got zapped into Captain America <gasps> and going on from there. I love Peggy uh, Carter and, Oh well, you, and there's all the the voice actors. Same what's, voice. What's her name? Haley Haley Atwell Haley Carswell Haley. I'm shit with all that kind of stuff, but yeah. Oh, I love it, her. the actress who plays Peggy Carter is awesome. I love her. Um, so and it bas and she basically turns into Captain Britain. <gasps> nice. Or yeah, you know, so we have a super powered Peggy Carter. I dig and it. it's freaking amazing. Well, I mean, even um, non-superpower, just Peggy Carter, mm. like, I mean, she was va 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 boom, but like her yeah. brain was but equally she gets awesome. Ripped. She rocked like yeah. she, Peggy Carter, the whole that they only did like one season of that, right? That Peggy Carter mm -hmm. show. It was um Haley Atwell. Seasons. Yeah. It was so good. Like, like you were rooting for her the whole time. She had no special power. She was just competent as fuck at yeah. everything she did. And you were like, you go, girl. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why, I, you know, uh, Black Widow was always, or Clint were always sort of my favorite Avengers because, mm. you know, they're just very skilled individuals. You know, as Clint was saying in one of the, one of the, you know, I'm running around here with a bow and arrow. Yeah. We're fighting robots. What the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. All right. You know, and that's, um, so that was, it's so basically it takes an idea, spins it on its head, mm. and roll forward from there. Well worth a watch. Mm. Uh, they're only twenty minutes, half an hour long, uh, on on Disney Plus. Um, but today's one just got so dark, and I th oh not today, last Wednesday's one now I suppose. Mm. Um, and it's all about Doctor Strange and. What would have happened if certain things happened? Okay, and you know he still goes off and does most of the stuff in Doc in the Doctor Strange film, mm -hmm. but then shit gets real and dark. Uh, he's sucking souls from people left, right, and center. Just gets not evil, but I think the dark. proper term the proper term is if if you are vicious but not evil. That's brutal. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely brutal, and the Watcher is equally brutal. Mm. Um, you know, he there's a scene where he's basically he's like ple he's pleading with the Watcher to fix it, and the Watcher just nopes him out. Mm. Uh, and it's just yeah, not gonna happen, boy. That's legit. Um, so yeah, I'm loving all that shit that's going off. It's you know great. Nice. Um, I think, well, this shit am I enjoying at the moment? So, yeah, I'm basically, I'm still just going through the same as I've been going through with uh, playing some Star Citizen, mm. enjoying the Xenofret stuff. Oh, Xenofret's uh, been so great. I want to I wanna um, call out 
real quick, I want to call out last night. I did a bunch of Xenothreat stuff with the Soul Citizen gang. Shout out to Griff, RPG Gaming, uh, Fast Cart, FC, uh, Fist to Face, Pops in Space, Jade Star Watcher, uh, uh, Dark Knight. Uh, I'm trying to... Like, the, the whole crew, even Dig That, popped in at one point and was like, yo, what's up, peoples? And we had a nice little whatever. I was, it, hilariously, I reloaded, jumped into the game because they were like, hey, let's meet up at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I was editing right up to the last minute, jumped in, and then found out that all of my bindings got deleted because I switched over oh, no. to the Couch Citizen. Shout out to Jules, the Couch Citizen. um xbox elite controller setup for fps gameplay and that seemed okay. to have deleted all of my shit yo griff gaming in the chat what up brother hey uh, griff griff always as i said much love and respect to you always you can jump in at any point if you want to hop into the black sky legion regular discord in any of the channels just ping me and say yo man Bring me down. We'll drop you down. You can come join us. You are 100% on the fucking guest list. You are welcome always. Um, but, yeah. I uh, had fun with those guys last night doing uh, Xenothreat stuff. And and it was just, it was, it was a good time. Even though I had to, like, I was like, oh, shit. I can access my, uh, you know... What is it? The, the the tractor beam gun on the multi tool attachment, but like, it doesn't. See, I I can't figure out how to make it push pull. I can just pick something up, and then move it like two Use feet away wheel. from me. No, I I tried that. It was because it's a different setup under the under the couch citizen. It's all okay. set up on the Xbox Elite controller, so it just it right. didn't it didn't quite go. But, well, but is we the did. Couch citizen <clears throat> basically just some alternative key bindings for using on your gamepad. For yes, exactly, and and I don't. It's like I I didn't have it all figured out, right. so I was like, ah. it's the worst when you change bindings, though, isn't it? You know what? It is what it is. I'll get it sorted. But I had a yeah. great time with the Soul Citizens, and if you're listening live, pull up just just look up um, Twitch.tv forward slash Soul Citizens. They are the best group of people you ever wanted to hang out with live in so in star citizen they're good good people so good people yeah 100 percent um I, I was doing the same idea but with speedweed and yeah yeah in the, um, in the black the sky labs. legion discord yeah. earlier yeah I, yeah it was right up till when we started the show you were like yeah oh, i'm about to land in mikhail one and i was like oh bro we're trying to get ready let's we're doing go a show here why are you doing this but it's fun. That's why, dude. I get it. But, but uh, this, I want to love Star Citizen so hard. It's so great, and yet, okay. But see, I'm getting like, I'm showing up at the Xenofret, and my frames drop down to two frames a second. I'm trying to use my um, gravity gun thing for moving the crates around, and. It's selected and enabled in my my mm. holster, mm. and it says it's there. Yet I go to the gun, and it's like, "Hey, I'm going to be a welding tool." 
And I don't want you as a welding tool, I want you to lift things. Ah, and you know, I'm trying to quantum travel quickly somewhere because it's going to explode in the back of my ship. Oh, you don't get there in time. Oh, you were, like, you, oh. you were you were traveling with some green boxes, weren't you, bro? Oh, I I, I was travel. <clears throat> I was doing all the traveling. I basically I so, jumped to my cutty red. Let me let me explain um, to you we the all trick. to my place. Let me explain to you the trick. Well, there are several tricks, but which one's this one? Take a hammerhead, and this yeah. this comes uh, courtesy yeah. of the Soul Citizens. Take a hammerhead. Yeah. For for the Pre record, to get a hammerhead, I need an extra ten million. But that's another story. I mean, whatever. You can earn ten million in eleven hours of play, bro. But anyways, you take a hammerhead, you throw inside of it an Argo cargo, and that's <laughs> that is the hack. Yeah, because this is something we were talking about. You, you throw uh, earlier. You throw the green boxes in the Argo cargo. You throw the yellow and the blue in the hammerhead, and you get it done because the Argo cargo inside of the hammerhead doesn't register the zone. quantum jump. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a sneaky, sneaky thing. Yo. Um, but, yeah, I was just having... You you, you know how Star Citizen's quantum drive is always a bit flaky? Mm, and I was yeah. like, look at the place, quantum jump. And it was just, no, you're not going to do it. And I'm like, come on, just jump, for God's sake. Mm. I'm seeing it. You're spooled up. Mm. Jump. All right. And, I, yeah, I was just like, ah. Oh. And I think it's all these little issues you get when you want to do something crazy like play with your friends mm. and you're playing on an active server and everybody's there and everything, you know, the whole instancing stuff just goes to hell. But, oh, I want... And these these are the things I... These are the things that do my head. And I, it's such a great multiplayer game and it's got so many awesome experiences and it's got so much potential. And then it just goes off and says, I'm going to piss all over your parade. I mean, that's the point. You click on it saying, hey, I acknowledge yeah. this as an alpha. You so click on it and say, I'm an alpha. I know, I know. It is what it is. All right, let us Let me let me jump to my point real quick here. Yeah. Because, not real quick, it's going to be a half an hour. Is this your point or in. is this your, your new world thing? This is new world because okay. here's the deal. Uh, I've just downed i poured it in a glass like a that was a rookie mistake i had like six shots of six and 25 grain bourbon whiskey straight uh so it's getting a, the 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 screen is getting a little blurry where i made notes where i so i want to <laughs> i want to get to my thing and then we can turn it over to your thing and i can relax and just it doesn't matter if i can't see yeah. straight because we're just gonna chill so now right now i'm gonna sell you ben and and you listening audience at home on new world as an idea are you ready on chip all right here we go i want to preface this by saying listen in because i'm going to tell you how you can play this game completely for free in just a few days with zero risk and decide if it's right for you if it's not Try it for like three, four days straight. If it's not right for you, you know, skip it. But I think it will be. All right, here we go. Ben. What I'm going to deliberately mute my microphone so I don't interrupt you. Uh, no, hop in. I want you to ask questions okay. as it goes. Uh, ben, let me ask you, what do you know about New World? Nearly nothing. Okay. Uh, I know it's by Amazon. I know it's a new MMO. I know it's fantasy. 
All right. Real quick. That's, I, about, that's about it. Real quick, I'm going to hop back to uh, Star Citizen to just tell you. Griff wants you to know, to you know, Ben, uh, Soul Citizens, they are the lucky charms. Come hang out with them on <laughs> Friday night. You will have success. I did two full rounds of Xeno Threat with them last night. I can tell you for sure that nice. is legit the truth. And it's not luck. Griff is a liar. It has nothing to do with luck. They are prepared. They are organized. They are highly competent at what they do. They are fucking skilled. That ain't luck. Luck, I guess, goes in with it, but these guys know what You've the You've got fuck luck on the server, don't you? All right. So, New World. Let's hit it hard. Here's why you yep. should try New World. Number one. It's been seven years since the last AAA fantasy MMO, which was Black Desert Online. It was released in December of 2014. It's been seven fucking years, okay? There is a built-up thirst for this content if it's done right. Let me explain to you why it is. The AAA fantasy MMO consists of, like landscape, rather, consists of World of Warcraft, which is currently imploding. I called it a long time ago. People were saying, what's going to be the WoW killer? And I said, dude, there is no WoW killer except for Blizzard. The only way at this point, WoW is so big, the only way to kill it is for Blizzard to fuck up on their own. And I'm not going to get into details, but I will say that with regard to one content, as far as just looking at what they've created lately and the way that their release cycle and how they've been putting stuff out, it has been massively underwhelming for quite some time. And two, without getting into details, they have had a whole other backlash with regard to some internal stuff that has been very upsetting. Let's just call it that and move on. Okay. What else is in the landscape? Well, you got Black Desert Online, which is a ghost town, Korean, hardcore Asian grind fest. And, and oof, that's yeah. it's very, very beautiful, but oof, it's, it's made of oof. You've got Elder Scrolls Online, which is a fantastic game that unfortunately had an abysmal launch that caused many people to say, I am not going to go back and look at that. You've got Final Fantasy fourteen. The Undisputed King right now, and a phenomenal game, but it's on very old legs. That game dropped in September 2010. Yoshi Pease, the genius game director, has already stated that he wants to get his own Final Fantasy game. They brought him in to fix the shit show that was Final Fantasy XIV 1.0 launch, and it was so bad, they took the game down for a year and relaunched it, and when they did... Yoshi P is a gaming development god, and he made a fantastic game, but that was nine years ago, and Yoshi has already stated that if he had his druthers, he wouldn't have Final Fantasy XIV. He wants a new game where there is zero tech in the world and it's an old-school Final Fantasy game. It is, you know, chocobos and and wizards and 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 sailing ships stuff. and even flying magical sailing flying sailing ships, but not 
you know, Final Fantasy fourteen has the 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 car from Final Fantasy fifteen, where it's like you know whatever. It has robot tech. It has all kinds of technology. And and Yoshi has said, I want to do my own flavor of game that has none of that. Um, and and then somebody in the chat is saying Lotro. Oof. I I played a little bit of Lotro, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get. I guess at some point we'll come into the MMOs. What I've done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep we'll we'll come into that in a bit. But but so basically, the landscape right now for AAA fantasy MMOs is, I mean, other than Final Fantasy fourteen, it's a bit oof. And Final Fantasy fourteen is fantastic, but it's on old legs. And the genius game director is is re- he, he's already looking for the next thing, and as he deserves it. Rightfully so. He should have the next thing. So New World is launching now in the perfectly timed like window to catch two waves. N- number one, it's launching at the end of this month, and it's going to catch a big wave one of WoW refugees as well as a second wave of Final Fantasy players just as it's hitting the two to three year mark and is sort of well established with several updates and expansions on its content you know, two to three years from now. And I, I think that that is going to serve it very, very well. Now, point number two, it is already the second most wishlisted game on Steam. That's big. That should not be overlooked. Next point, it is the first major release from Amazon Game Studio, and they have already demonstrated and stated openly their commitment to see it through. They're also using it as a sales device for Lumberyard. They're using this to showcase what they can do. Next up, Amazon Game Studio has direct access to Amazon Web Servers, Amazon Marketing through Prime Video, and Twitch tie-in as Amazon owns Twitch. To that last point, you can set your in-game icon to show that you are streaming. So if you're streaming and you have your account tied to it, It'll put a little Twitch icon above your thing so people can see, like, oh, you're streaming. Oh, that, I get it. That can be good. That can be bad. But you have the option. You said it how you like it. I mean, are you just making me think? Have you seen some of You must have seen Viva, uh, Viva La Dirt, Dirt League, yeah? Oh, all kinds of stuff between so, that. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking of, like, the flip-flop videos and things like that from Viva La Dirt League with the whole, you know, watching everybody <laughs> Twitch streaming. Yep. All right, next point. This game is, it has an amazing level of polish and a fantastic framework to launch from. But with any MMO, the big question is always, where is it going? Amazon has not given too much detail, but have given hints that they have a very aggressive release strategy for this game. The lead developer stated in the Gamescom interview that even though the game is being released on end of September, September 28th to be exact, they already have, quote, holiday plans for content, partly because of the nature of the game itself, and we'll get into it in a minute, and partly due to some other hints. Some people are expecting that this is not just Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's content, but also Halloween stuff. In addition to this, Amazon has already let out hints of multiple new weapons and game features, as well as data miners have pulled, uh, and you can find a 
hundred different videos online of this. Uh, they've uncovered uh, half a dozen uh, extra post-launch dungeons, as well as at least one new zone called the Burning Sands, which is an Egyptian-themed area with pyramids and Sphinx-style stuff. It is um, legit. I'm seeing in chat, no audio or just me. Everybody else is saying... Okay, yeah. No, we have audio. It's just Dun Dunkelor is having an issue. All right. Now, now that we've set the stage with the background, landscape, and corporate shit, let's get into the actual game itself. They're bringing back so many of the old-school classic MMO vibes from EverQuest, Ultima Online, and Vanilla WoW that people loved, but that developers ditched in their never-ending quest to cater to casuals and nerf the world. While Are we talking 40 or 100 player raids here? Just wait. I'm going to explain that. Okay. That, that part's coming. Uh, so... Like I said, they're 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 bringing back the classic MMO game stuff, while like ignoring the stuff where they're sort of nerfing the world and and all of the bullshit that comes with it. So no tab targeting. You aim at your shot or swing, or you miss, and you dodge attacks, or you suffer. It's a classless system. Your character levels up off of a total world XP system and your weapons level separately. You have no set class and you can place your attribute points however you see fit. In addition, your weapons XP is tracked separately and leveling a weapon is as simple as using it. As you level weapons, you unlock points to spend on weapon trees. Each weapon has two trees that you can pull from and you can unlock passive traits as well as active abilities. You can equip. Question while you're talking there about we leveling weapons. Is this going to be the. I think it was EverQuest where you would get people just, you know, standing for hours, jumping up and down, and or swinging their sword or whatever to level up? No. Or are they doing this in a more intelligent way? Uh, they're doing this in a more intelligent way. The way that you gain XP is not to shoot your bow over and over and over. Because for two reasons. Number one, you have Nothing limited lame. ammo that's kept track of, so you can't do that. And number two, you don't get XP for shooting your bow. You get XP for killing stuff while shooting your bow. So if you just mm. stand there and jump, you gain nothing. All right. So you can equip two weapons at a time, and you can swap seamlessly between them. Later, you unlock a third weapon uh, usage but that's as you level up. So you can tailor your character into a nearly limitless list of options between your characters. What about your wielding? It, it, let me... It, that's coming. You can tailor your character into a nearly limitless list of options between your character stats, so strength, dex, you know, uh, com, int, All the usual et cetera. Stuff as well as splitting your points into two trees for two weapons. So, for example, you can choose hatchet and great axe, or spear and musket, or rapier and bow. And for each of these, depending on the weapon skill allocation and your base character stats and your armor choices, you don't get locked into like any specific meta build. Uh, the beta play has already shown that 
it's really well balanced and thus far there aren't like you can really do there, there's not one meta you can pick dozens of different sort of oh i'm gonna go this with this that with that and you can do a lot um hold on one second let me just test can I want people to tell me, are you hearing things okay? Because now Dunkalora is saying, no, he's getting silence and somebody else seems to be agreeing. Um, can you guys hear us? Can you hear us on the show, uh, Ben, when you pull us up on so, Twitch? Or if YouTube? I go and put you up on Twitch, I'm hearing you fine on Twitch. Yeah, I just I just unmuted and I hear it just fine. That's, that's just a you problem, uh, Dunkle. I don't know what's going on. Everybody else is saying it's good. All right. So getting back to uh, the stuff. Um, all right. So you're not locked into a specific beta. It's not like, oh, well, all hunters have to be this, all this, all warriors have to be that, all X has to be, you know, paladins or this. No, you can mix and match however you want. And it's... Do you know if they allow you to respec if you... You do. Lively yes. cock up? Damn. Yes. You can Damn, that annoys me. You can respect for free. Let me, oh, let me. Okay, justify it. I'm cringing, but justify. Let me explain. You can respect for free up to level 20, after which point you can respect at any time for a small amount of gold. It increases each time you respect. I think it resets on the on the server tick or whatever. But yes, you can respect. All right. Right. So the reason why it cr makes me cringe is I've seen I've played too many games where it's like this is the flavor of the week and then they go and tweak something and now everyone's all of a sudden everybody's respect this way and then they go and change the flavor and it's all respect that way and it's like oh for god's sake guys you know you this is your class no. you don't all of a sudden you know change from no. throwing lightning bolts and things like that to suddenly firing a little bit of rain so, you're throwing lightning bolts man so you weren't listening to me when i said that this is a classless system you swap your weapons on the fly you can go to town yes, and change you, you, your weapons no, no, I, I heard all that stuff but I was, i'm more thinking about in in wow for example you did all that via changing your talent points. This has nothing to do with the shit show that is WoW. This is a yeah. whole different thing. So, in addition to that, your movement style, your dodging and whatnot, is determined by your gear weight. So players, other than tanks, will be mixing and matching heavier pieces for the stats with one or two of the lighter pieces in an attempt to mostly have one weight class of, of gear, like your, your stats while getting just under the cap so that you're classified as one level lighter for increased mobility. In addition to this, you have an overall inventory carry capacity that ties into your encumbrance level, making it preferable to have what you need, just what you need and not much more, and encourages you to make use of storage containers that are in the settlements. The storage is not a magical teleporting box that goes from settlement to settlement this storage is localized to one location and gives you a real reason to sort of 
strategize what location you're going to use so you could say oh, i'm going to have one location for my gear and one location for my crafting mats and oh we want to try to uh, be incentivized to take over this town so that we can um you know get access to whatever the gathering and crafting system in this game is as deep as any mmo that has been made in the last decade you have no limits. You can choose to develop any and all of your gathering, refining, and crafting skills. You can check uh, New World YouTube creators already and see that this system is already at launch deeper than most of the MMOs you've seen in the last decade. The entire economy is player created. You can buy some faction gear and farm some rare drops from dungeons, but the vast majority of items, including many if not most of the best gear for any slot, be it weapon or armor, are actually player made by crafters using mats that they gathered or bought from other gatherers, players. And as a sort of WoW Final Fantasy XI player, a Final Fantasy 14 player who I had in Final Fantasy 11 Lu Shang's fishing rod. I had in Final Fantasy 14 the master fishing with the the uh, crystal rod. I can tell you, search YouTube and look at just just Google in YouTube or search term whatever New World fishing tutorials or New World fishing play. You will see that the fishing game in this system is at launch already top notch. It is a level above. All the rest this game has pve dungeons and open world elite zones uh, and world events catering to pve players who can choose to play the entire time in that mode and enjoy all the game has to offer you are never forced to pvp ever unless you choose to but for the old school players, New World offers a very rich and dedicated PvP system unlike most games of the last two decades who tack it on as a shitty afterthought. The original base game is built around PvP, so the mechanisms for PvP are simple. You can only flag or unflag for PvP in a town. You can only engage in PvP if both players are flagged. There are tons of missions on the mission board that you can only do if you are flagged for PvP. And all flagged PvP players gain a additional 5% bonus to all XP for actions taken while flagged. This is designed to encourage players to game flagged at all times, adding spice to an uh, even mundane action like PvE grinding or gathering. Also, there is a level sync mechanism that allows for a fair fight should you be out leveling even if someone three times your level attacks you. But it does increase the danger in the world, so when you see a posse coming at you, you better get to running. Should you be killed in PvP, you lose some durability, and the player who killed you gains XP and some loot and money, but this is created from the game, not taken from your inventory. There's a whole series of factors that go into settlements, which are the, the name that they call their cities, and fort ownership that are controlled mostly by PvP players. So unlike Elite, where you can solo steamroll BGS in New World, the vast majority of the BGS factors are determined by PvP 
players. The factors in, those factors include development of your settlement and fortification so you can level up your town and add to the better facilities, etc. In addition to this, settlements are originally purchased uh, in the game, but after launch and when all the settlements are purposed, another guild can take the city from you in a war. Um, the way this works is that you build your influence and undermine the owner's influence in a settlement to the point where it triggers a war. That will be scheduled at some time later to allow both sides to prepare. And then there's a 50v50 PvP battle in which it's actually a PvX battle in which the attackers attempt to take the location from the defenders who will have the whole field home field advantage. Uh, and it is a massive, massive PvX battle. When I say PvX, what do I mean by that? I mean, you go to fight each other back and forth. That's PvP. You can build up your defenses in your settlement or build up uh, like siege weapons to attack the settlement through PvE gathering and crafting in a mini loop where you're like, okay, you need to go get X amount of Y thing to make a cannon or to make a cauldron that pours down hot oil on the attackers or whatever on both sides. In addition to that, there are certain places where you can go to fight a portal thing or there's this one chick, I forget her name, she pops up where you can, if you fight her and defeat her, it gives your side a buff and it freezes the XP, like the, the point gain for a limited amount of time from the enemy team to allow you to sort of come back from behind. There are all sorts of things where you can get this elemental bear to fight on your side. You can do all kinds of stuff that is PvE based within the PvP war system. Whew, I gotta take a breath. All right. So you can choose to engage as a PvE player and do the systems that you're interested in. So as a PvP player, you get into who owns control of the systems and whatnot. As a PvE player, you can choose to support a town and work on their sort of, um, what do you call it? Uh, like gathering their... Um, what do you call it? They're they're like increasing their gathering stations and crafting stations. Well, if they need resources, you can go and sort of collect more wood or something, uh, and, and contribute that to upgrading their systems because that's what you use as a crafter or a gatherer. Um, so I mean, if let's say, for sake of argument, BSL took over a town, and I wasn't in BSL, but you know, I haven't got anything. I'm just a random person walking around. Could I come in and use the facilities at your town? You absolutely could. And so in, in this way that I'm talking about, the PvE players get to get themselves involved in the systems that they care about, and the PvP players likewise. In addition to this, for PvE players who say, well, that sucks, I, I don't want a PvP, but they spent a ton of time and money into developing this whole war mechanism, and I'm sort of out of that loop because I don't, choose to play that way well i've got good news for you you can they have developed a second pve mode to these wars that are called invasions in which players team up in a pve only mode to defend against pve zombie hordes that interact and invade in a similar way to the pvp battles and you defend forts in that way which gives them access pve players to a tailored pve game loop 
This game does not have looking for group or looking for raid. You form parties naturally, and there's no dungeon spamming either, as entering a dungeon requires a key, and those have to be earned as a quest reward, rarely, or much more likely as part of a quest line or crafted uh, almost always. So some of these have a craft cooldown that say like, you know, as a gem cutter, you can only craft a key to this particular dungeon like once a day. So as a result, it makes those dungeons, A, it makes the, the, the crafters valued, and B, the game doesn't have, you know, people that are trash running dungeons where it's like they start in and they're like, oh, I'm going to AFK for 20 minutes and they disrespect your time or just, oh, come in or or like toxic people who are just being absolute dicks and refuse to sort of do. So does everybody need that key or is it only the party leader? One person needs to have the key. Any one person you has could, the key. Yeah. So you could still accidentally group up with some douche who says oh i'm gonna bugger off for 20 minutes but in which case in in which case you blacklist them and guess what they don't get invites to dungeons anymore because it's not like world of warcraft or final fantasy where you know yeah it's no big deal lfg and yeah it's it's so none of that it's ridiculous none of that it is it is you earn your rep and the uh uh sort of you know, the community is important. You build up associates and friends that you run with because you trust them. The world is massive. So can I, can I do some initial questions? Go for it. Right. Is there a monthly sub? I see it's 35 quid on Steam. It is not. Already. There is no monthly sub. Next question. Okay, so it's buy, buy one's play. Buy to play. Okay, so how, do they, how does Amazon make their recurring server costs then? I'm assuming it's not it's yeah I'm assuming microtransactions of some sort I'm hoping not pay to win you know like go off and buy the uber sword of uberness yours for only $100.99 okay so to answer your questions number one the Amazon web servers are owned by Amazon they don't have to they still have to pay for them okay they exist. They're there already. But to answer your question more specifically, and I'm going to get into this shortly, yeah. but number one, they have already outlaid an aggressive release policy for or, or, or um, schedule that well, they're going DLC to... DLC content or something. They're going to add updates and, yeah, DLC. Number two, they will have a, a store... Uh, online store that sells cosmetic items and sells housing stuff. We're going to get into the whole housing system here in a minute. There are tons of cosmetics that they can sell that will bring in a revenue. Next question. Right. So my my experiences with MMOs was basically playing playing WoW from the European Alpha all the way through vanilla um, into, oh, all the way through vanilla, right through to basically uh, Cataclysm, at which point I basically, I was like, okay, this is just a, a, a treadmill, and every year or two, you know, they go off and do another another expansion, and you're back on the leveling treadmill, and then you're back on the gearing up treadmill, and then you're back on the grinding out all the dungeons treadmill, and I just got this is just getting boring. Um, which and 
after there, I basically then started playing Star Wars on uh, Star Wars Kotor. So where's the question? Um, so I'm just explaining my background here. Okay. Um, Kotor, I loved. I loved the storylines. I loved all the individual storylines. I loved again. I got into the raiding. That was great fun. Um, enjoyed all that stuff. Kotor essentially played though like WoW in space, or WoW in Star Wars. I also played a bit of Lord of the Rings Online. Again, that played very much like World of Warcraft in Middle Earth. Um, I've played some uh, Star Wars Online. Not quite so much WoW in Star Wars, but still, you've got your ability and it's like you've got your rotation and it's like shoot phaser, shoot phaser, um, you know, activate shields and, and then so on. Um, it sounds like this is is more like the Skyrim model of attacking people in that you're needing to target people and less on the targeting somebody and then you're basically rolling a dice to see whether or not you hit. Not even remotely like that. It is, in yeah. fact, 100% aim at your target and dodge attacks. There is no tab targeting in this game. In addition yeah, to so that, it's more this like is... shooting people in Doom or something. In addition or... to that, this is nothing like WoW or all of those games that you just mentioned because, like all of those games that you mentioned, those are a theme park game that has no sandbox element whatsoever. You can't yeah. attack and take over Ogrimmar. You can't take over Ironforge. You can go, I've done it, you can go and kill everybody in Ironforge and <laughs> dance around for about 20 minutes and then they respawn and you're out. You have no way to dynamically affect the yeah. world. This game is specifically set up to do that. I mean, it's sounding a bit more like Star Wars Galaxies. In the, I mean, it sounds like you could basically become a crafter in the game. It sounds like you absolutely can. Um, and that was, you know, that was one of the things that you know, people hailed about Star Wars Galaxies. It's like, you know, at least the original versions of it, you weren't some galactic superhero doing all that this sort of Jedi Knight shit and so on. You were, you know, you were just a normal person in Star Wars. And you're drinking your blue milk, or and then building building a a, a a village, a community, and that was one of the things that people loved about Star Wars Galaxies. Absolutely. Um, now I, I couldn't get into Star Wars Galaxies because at the time it was uh, PC only, and I didn't have a PC, mm. so I, I couldn't play that. Um, and I know there is still a lot of love for Star Wars Galaxies, but I tried playing it a couple of years ago now. And it has aged. It mm -hmm. really has aged. Um, but if this is bringing back some of that, it is. It is vibe. It is very then much that's a good thing. It is very much like EverQuest One, Star Wars Galaxy, and Skyrim. If you just merge the aspects of the three of them together, yeah. Over on YouTube, uh, Commander Bishop saying it's like Star Wars Galaxy and Skyrim had a baby. A, a good amount, but include a lot of. You need to include a a really healthy chunk of eq1 into that yeah mm. all right so i mean what kind, what kind of lore is it bringing in then because I'm, I'm guessing I, it's their own universe it, here's what i'm gonna do now i'm gonna get back to my list of points because lore is on that list i want to get through okay. them and then we'll have an open just general discussion 
Okie dokie. So between now and this point, if you have a specific question on one of the things that I listed, then we'll hit it and then we'll I'll get to the stuff. The stuff that hasn't been mentioned yet, trust that it will get mentioned. And if it doesn't, at the end, we'll get to all of it. I mean, I'm looking at the videos and it's looking pretty damn pretty. It is very, very pretty. All right. So New World is the first next gen. Oh, sorry. I skipped ahead because yeah. Okay. New World is the massive detailed with various zones comprising specific biomes and themes. And traveling that world is a real experience. There's no bullshit mini-map while running around. You have a compass that you unlock skills on to track things. And you can open up your map and look around. But it's not just constantly there in front of you with a little mini-map with the little icons. No. Mm -mm. There is no mounts there is a fast travel method which is limited resource cost associated but they pointedly stated that the mount thing is an item that everyone asks for in the game but then years after the fact everyone points to that as the point where the immersive world sort of gets skipped and left behind new world is the first next gen fantasy mmo and you can see this is visually stunning anybody who's watching the video that you see right now in front of you it is fucking amazing you can just not put into words the excitement of an mmo that has high-end looks normally reserved for single-player games they have built in proximity chat so you can literally just walk up to someone in game and talk to them and have them talk back without needing to set it up through discord now obviously people will still be in discord with their friends and party members but this just random walk up and talk to someone allows for an unprecedented amount of immersion of just presumably hey, i can also mute my microphone you and also can. mute other squeakers who i really don't want to be listening to yeah. i mean that's one of the things that annoys me so much in in star citizen is you could be walking around it's like suddenly i was talking to i was like oh for fuck's sake get him off the voice chat yes you have complete control over that to as much or as little of that as you like okay okay so um when out in the world for example if you crouch behind a wall or tall grass, your nameplate disappears, making PvP stealth an actual real thing. The sound design in New World is second to none. They literally have FDev level sound geniuses working on this shit. As you run around questing, you hear the echoing in the distance of a musket shot or a loud axe chop on a tree trunk that the one that finally snaps it and then you hear the tree falling in the distance this is all brought about with such loving care as to make an undeniable top quality product you can hear the sounds of your footsteps in the high grass the animals around you crickets and frogs and owls and birds in the distance even the swaying of the trees and the wind or water flowing down a river nearby now i want to take a moment to give you an example of this we're going to play a clip that I have set up, which I got to pull up the thing here. Yep. Uh, we're going to play. This is like a 13, 14 minute video where the dude does sound stuff. But I, w I just want to play the first couple minutes of it. And then I'm going to turn the volume down and leave it running in the background. So as we talk, you guys can hear what it's like. Now, I want to point out 
that New World has actually an amazing, the full sound thing, including it has like theme sort of songs like combat music and different zones have different sounds. But this guy, to make a point, muted all of that and just played the ambient sound so you could hear what it's like. And now I want to share that with you. I'm going to play this. I'm going to mute us for just a minute, Ben. We're going to listen to like whatever, two, three minutes of this, and then we'll bring it back up so that we can hear it. You ready? We spend so much of our time focusing and listening to the things that stick out that we may miss details that pass us by. Details that help to paint a picture of the world around us in such a way that enhances the entire experience, even if we, the player, are completely unaware of how these details are influencing us. The first time I walked out of the town at Windsward, I had a moment I didn't fully realize the gravity of. Are people... I can hear people knocking trees down from over here. Oh my god. That's cool I didn't even think I would notice something like that but then as you walk out of town you just hear people smacking trees that's crazy that's really cool actually there's no way for me to know what an integral part of the experience this would become for me for the next 70 hours or so the world felt so alive, but I could never really nail down what it was that made me feel such a strong sense of place with this game. As I started to collect my thoughts, I found myself realizing I needed to do a little excursion into nature. Like some sort of basement dwelling scientist, I set off into the wilds. Not sure what exactly I was looking for, I turned my in-game music and UI noises off, put away my interface, and turned up my headphones. Right from the moment I left town, I found way more than I could have imagined. Think about how it sounds when you are outside in a forest like this one. The sounds that you associate with a forest come from certain spots. While it's called ambience, it's not without its origin. You may not realize it, but your mind uses these sounds to create a mental picture of your surroundings. Many games use these sort of tracks give you the illusion of a real place by letting your mind fill in the details through audio. This audio is often just a looping static track with different areas having different ambience provided to give each a distinct feel. When I walked outside in New World, the difference was immediately clear. The ambience of this world has direction. Different types of areas and biomes have different sounds to fill the space. So while your mind is subconsciously mapping out your surroundings in terms of noises other players are making, these ambient noises also get mapped because they are attached to objects in the world. Another layer is that your surroundings and elevation affect modifiers that are added to any and all sounds. The effects put on these sounds are so damn good, it effectively tricks your mind into understanding the familiar distortion of the environment that it is in. This is just so damn clever. I had to record the same action in multiple spots just because I couldn't figure out if they were or not. They were. I'm not even sure how it does it either, as even similar ones sounded different from one another based on my character's position. I'm not even joking, these effects are simply so much more than just noise modifiers. It adds a real sense of scale and grounds the areas you move through. These layers alone establish a game world that feels grounded and real. Add in proximity chat, the ability to hear noises from a decent distance even if you can't see the source, and some just excellent sound effects on just about everything. 
and each part simply builds off of one another rather than standing alone. I honestly found myself enjoying the serene sense of calm I felt while listening to the soundscape that this game creates. And I'm not saying the music is to blame, it's, it's really good. I think the point of the music is to draw you away from these noises and let your mind fill in the details. I am still blown away by just how good this all sounds as a whole. From the effects to the distortions to the directional nature of every sound, it's just all so good at creating a believable world at the lowest level. I honestly don't know if I'm going to turn back on the music when I play on live servers. While New World may not be cram-packed with details and little things to notice, the way the audio gives a sense of existence to everything in the world should never be understated, as to me it's probably one of the chief reasons I fell in love with this game. It gave me a sense of world that had been missing with MMOs in my eyes, and the audio contributed to that immensely. I just didn't even realize it until 70 hours in. Ugh, that's not, that's not healthy. Thanks for watching. If you like this whole mess of thoughts on ambient noises in, in a video game, subscribe for more like that. But Mike, there's a whole mess of video left. What's that about? So, uh, because I am so in awe of the soundscape, here are some of my favorite parts of the whole three plus hours I spent wandering around. Yes, I'm serious. Yes, it's that damn good. Yes, it's okay to be weird with me. I promise I won't tell anyone. If you want to do it on your own, remember to turn off both UI and music and audio, and Alt-H is uh, to hide your interface. I hope you enjoy this. If not, I'll just be weird over here by my lonesome. Alright, Ben, I'm unmuting us uh, for the rest of the video that goes on for like another 10 minutes or whatever. It's literally okay. just background sounds and hear what the world is like I, I like legit as much as i have um let's say critique about aspects of elite dangerous their sound design team are fucking amazing and these guys the guys that do new world as far as i'm concerned are on that level of like just incredible what did you what did you think of this? I loved I had to run away AFK myself for a couple of minutes of it as well, so but I came back for the part where they're the cutting down the trees and I was like, that is such a good idea. Mm. Um that, no, I think that was before I had to run away. Then I ran away and then I came back and you basically were like, right, we're going in now. Yeah, yeah. But, so well, I mean, but, you can hear it as we go. You can see this guy running well, around. Well, no, I can't, because if I go and play the audio, then I'll be hearing us talking over the video, so I can't really listen in. Fair enough. Because uh, I don't... Well, I'll be... Yeah, I'll be playing the audio, they'll be hearing me talk, hearing you talk, then my microphone will be hearing us talk, and it'll all just get very confusing. Fair enough. What did you think of the parts that you did hear? The parts I heard, it does sound lovely. I love the idea. It's great... Um, and sound is such a people are getting that sound is important it was, it was always sort of overlooked for so long mm. um, and it is so critical to just the, the whole immersion that we just forget about it 100% um, and I mean, it's, it's an un 
I think one. I think one of the frontier developers was like, you know, if we're doing our job right, you won't notice us. Mm -hmm. But if we do our job wrong, you'll realize this is shit. Mm -hmm. And it's so it's so unappreciated until it's this is amazing, or this is absolutely terrible. Yep. Um, and I mean, it, it sounds really nice. It sounds really interesting. Um, I would love to hear, like. The differences between the different textures you're walking over, and more importantly, can I hear other people? Is is do you know if there's spatial audio or all that stuff as well? One hundred. So if I'm like hiding upstairs, I could hear people below me and to the left and things. One hundred percent, there is. Not only if you're hiding upstairs can you hear that, but when you're out fighting a wolf on a random path, in the background you'll hear a musket shot from a mile away. And then you'll hear the crack of somebody chopping down a tree, and then you hear the tree fall. It is like, I I can't, other than just to say, we will have the link in the show notes for this episode to that video. Go and yeah. listen to the full thing, and you will be like, oh my god, it's incredible. All right. Is this guy doing the video, is he one of the devs, or is it just a player? He's just a player. Gushing? He's just He's a, a player, player gushing. gushing. Yep. All right, I'm about to dive deep into the setting and lore. Before you dive in, know Witch's Teeth. This is not Elite Week, or Black Sky Legion, or Lave Radio. This is... It was going to be called Zero Prep. It's now called something else, I think. Um, it's basically Kai and Ben shooting the shit. Yeah, the Black Sky Legion regular show, which was Elite Week, happens every Friday night. It happened just two days ago. You can go and check that one, or you can catch us next Friday. This is the Sunday show, which the idea of is general fun and talking about New World, talking about gaming stuff, geek stuff, sci-fi, whatever the hell we feel like. All right. And the shorty, it is available on Steam right now for pre-order. Is that right? I'm going to get into all of that. All okay, right. Because shorty is asking us. Yep. All right, so let's get into the setting and the lore stuff. The setting of New World is a sort of alternate universe 17th century in which you set sail on an investigation looking for missing members of previous expeditions. I'm going to keep this brief and vague for story reasons, but basically you end up in a horrific storm which causes your ship to be lost at sea and you wash up on the beach of an island called Eternum. The island seems to be a sort of hybrid Atlantis slash the island from Lost. There's a magical storm surrounding the island causing everyone there to be trapped. In addition to this, there are magical properties to the island, chief among them, a substance called Azoth, which seems to cause immortality on the island. In that everything that dies seems to sort of pop back up not long after. This is a nifty little trope that explains player and mob respawns in the universe. There are massive ruins created by a race called the Ancients, about whom very little is known at first, but you will uncover a lot of information about them and, and as you sort of progress through the game and your travels. In addition to this, there's a mysterious sort of interdimensional invasion where beings called the Corrupted, which seem to uh, have been 
sort of let in through a doorway created by the ancients in their dabbling with dark magics long, long ago. Uh, and then their minions, the ancients' minions, which are called uh, the ancients, they're referred to that way in the game, uh, and perhaps even ancients themselves, once you progress far enough to uncover secrets buried behind or beneath, rather, their long-abandoned temples and monuments. The very land itself is the third sort of faction of PvE creatures that you encounter. It's transformed the magical properties of Azoth, which gives rise to a group known as the Angry Earth. They are dryads and earth elemental type creatures in various forms of animals and or humanoids that will attack all who encroach upon their sacred domain. And lastly, there are the lost. Those creatures basically represent the souls drawn out to the island one way or another, much as yourself, but who little by little lost more and more of their soul through the repeated resurrections. These zombies, ghouls, skeletons, and various other monstrosities are doomed to wander the land angrily and mindlessly attacking any who they encounter. Pray that you don't die one too many times and start down their path. These four PvE NPC types, augmented with natural creatures such as bear, deer, goats, wolves, etc., comprise the various PvE factions that you will encounter in New World at least those known to you at launch. In addition to this, you will find that the players of New World are divided among three player factions. There are the Marauders, which are green. Their color is green. And they are a military-style faction who believe in the goal of establishing a free nation where anyone with the strength to do so can prosper and profit. There's the Syndicate, which are purple, and they are a secretive organization of boundless guile and intellect who search for forbidden knowledge to usher in a new age of enlightenment. And there's the Covenant, who are red. They are a fanatical order that has charged itself with cleansing the world of heretics and defilers so that its true holy nature can flourish and be restored. So... Those are the three groups of players and the four groups of NPC types, along with just wild animals. What do you think, Ben? And we have. It sounds so. Basically, I'm joining as a human. Can I? Can I play anything else? Like, can I play a dwarf or an elf or you know, an, an undead zombie or whatever if I want? No. And I'm about to get into the why for that in just a minute. But that is a very okay, good okay. question. That is a, a great um, question. And, and it's important, actually, I think. Yeah. Are the tangible differences between green, purple, and red? Or is it just, here's a little bit of boilerplate text, but actually they're all the same? With regard to the green, purple, and red, there are very important differences. So, such that, so whatever team you're on, right? Mm -hmm. that is like that's your group and all of the players on your server are going to be separated into one of those three teams and so yeah. for example if purple owns the whole map you know they get all of the benefits and green and red will sort of get together to try yeah, to you, you, you overthrow were mentioning them that like purple were guile or something like that i think you said so green basically and green I are military 
purple are like uh like uh knowledge seeker secretive society people and um, red are is, red are like religious fanatics are there some kind of stat benefits yes or equipment benefits to picking a faction yes and no there are no stat benefits there are each of the three um each of the the three uh what do you call it uh, factions have their own faction store and they offer different things and it's been and this is my personal opinion only it seems to me that at least according to the stuff that was in the beta and we'll have to see if this changes on launch seems to me like the green faction the military guys have the better of weapons and armor sets um but it, it it is largely a just personal choice thing like oh i like this i like that i want to role play sort of this whatever as opposed to that whatever um i i personally don't in any way vibe with religious fanatics and the syndicate seem a little too much up their own butt as far as whatever i'm much more the military guy the marauders but like you can choose whatever you want, and we'll get into the, the... You can also change your choice. We'll get into that in just a minute. I just wanted to kind of Ooh. give you a brief overview. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So how about we dig on to the next section here? Moving on, yeah. Once you progress in the storyline to around a level 12-ish, you will reach the point of declaring for one of these three factions. Once this is done, you can also join a company, which in, is the name in this game for... Whatever, choose your own player groups, guild, clan, corp, org, player minor faction, etc. You free company in Final Fantasy, you get you get the point. These are groups of up to a hundred players, and all must be pledged to the same faction. They come in a myriad of styles from role play groups to general PvE groups to dedicated PvP groups or PvX groups. Uh, companies buy, invade, and defend settlements, cities. Owning a settlement gives the governor or the company of you know uh company king leader whatever of that of that player group it gives him or his designated subordinates the ability uh to um sort of levy taxes to offset cuz there's upkeep costs for the settlements to decide how the settlements are going to be upgraded etc uh, as well as, you know, make decisions on, you know, uh, how the settlement is going to be laid out and various defenses, who's going to defend against attacks, who's going to make an attack if you're attacking, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it, it is a very, very cool system. And yes, those companies are broken up, as I said, into groups of 100. But you can have... 30 different companies that are pledged to a faction companies are are the smaller subgroups and you can set up allegiances and and work with other companies and there are some people in the beta already where they had five or six companies and it's like okay we're all working together whatever that is a completely player controlled uh, sort of ability to do whatever you can also set specific missions for your settlement if you're the governor or one of his proxies so i can if i'm the governor of black sky legion company 
uh, I can have Wolf or or Roy or or Ben set like, oh, here, set these missions. We want to build this kind of thing. We want to go in that direction. So in addition to the direct ownership perks and responsibilities of owning a settlement, there are more general advantages to having a territory owned by your general faction, whether or not they're in your company, including discounts on purchases, a wide range of bonuses, ensuring that the factions will be motivated to try to take and hold key strategic positions, as well as just large portions of the map in general. As a player, you can own up to three houses in various settlements. Every player can teleport for free once an hour back to their inn, which you can set in any settlement. Houses come in various sizes and allow you to decorate them to your taste with an intricate system of crafting and furnishing arrangements, as well as these furnishings can provide players with buffs and additional storage capacity, in addition to the housing providing additional free teleports that are tied to the variable timer depending on the level of the home. So cheaper homes have like a two-hour cooldown on the teleportability. The more expensive ones can go down to like an hour or I think even like half an hour. We'll see how that lands on launch. They, they played with it a little bit during the alpha beta. Once you choose a faction, you are locked into that faction for 120 days. And while you can swap after that, you cannot swap to the dominant faction on your server. In addition, you can only be in a company with other members of the same faction. Although you can group up with other faction members for PvE content so long as none of you are flagged, and you can freely speak with other faction members at all times. And now, we're going to dive into the lore. So, strap in with your tinfoil hat. And Ben, I'm going to ask you on this particular one, let me get through the whole lore thing, and then we're going to have a oh, huge open discussion. What about guild meeting houses and things? Uh, there is sort of a thing for that, but there isn't like um, it, it, sort of yes and sort of no. And it, it, there is a general sort of there are little buildings or whatnot. Um, there they've talked about more stuff that will be coming in the future. You can invite people into your personal home, so much like Final Fantasy fourteen, you can take a home and and make it your sort of guild home. But um, that is a thing that is like sort of up in the air as to, okay, what's going to come with future expansions and whatnot. But there is an, in the real settlement, there is like a, a settlement house where it's like the owner, you know, whatever. Um, all right. So now we get to the lore. Strap in and get your tinfoil hats ready. Many people commented through the beta that the gameplay seemed awesome and the graphics and sound were incredible. The mechanics seemed very polished, but the story was meh and the quest line just ended abruptly and early. Amazon responded that those people should have looked into the already on-record statements that they had made where they said they had purposely held back the lore and cut the quest line short basically after the extended tutorial to collect useful beta information while holding back the wow factor of the story for launch. So that being said, let's look at some of the very interesting bits of lore we have available hidden in the promotional material and make some fun tinfoil speculations. Number one, 
I very much suspect that like the island from Lost, there is some timey-wimey stuff going on here. I won't get too much into the details for spoiler reasons, but one clear instance of this, if you look on the screen right now, you see Isabella, the, 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 the woman that with the, the weird eyes, whatnot. Uh, Isabella is a very key sort of antagonist from the storyline from around the 16th century. And yet there's a part of the story where it says she sort of brought a certain Chinese princess from centuries prior to the island and bound her to service. So in addition to that, we get some hints from the ancients dealing with powerful magics, including manipulating various forbidden aspects of life and time magics. So there's some timey-wimey shit going on here that's interesting. Number two, Amazon has been quite clever in hiding clues in plain sight in various promotional releases. One case in point is the main wallpaper image. I'm going to bring that up here for you to see. Um, this is the main image, wallpaper image for the game. It has a mosaic comprised of Isabella in the foreground and the forces of darkness on the left. With the background is their area of that large mountain that's suffused with corrupted magics. All of which is in a muted, evil, reddish-looking darkness. And the living forces are on the right side, comprised of players in various weaponry and armor get-ups and whatnot. In the foreground, with the backdrop of an ancient temple on the far... Actually, let me move this up a layer so that it's not hidden by chat. We'll move that up to here here there you go and in the background you can see that ancient temple all of which is bathed in you know the light you've got the dark forces of darkness versus the forces of light and whatnot um and the whole thing these images this tableau is separated by a conquistador conquistador rather style uh figure in a lorian helm with a very stylized metal faceplate. On the left side of the helm, on the evil side, with the, is a glowing sort of evil eye of fire. And on the right side of the helm, uh, the, the eye socket is empty, but appearing to have some blood seeping out through the eye hole. Attached, or sorry, etched on the cheek, um, just under the eye, is a very clearly scratched Eternum. And this is very obvious reference that everyone caught that tournament is the name of the island but below that is a much more subtle group of etchings that require you to zoom in multiple times uh, but curiously the picture is high enough quality that you can do that and still make out what is written it is in latin and it is a body of text translated from the bible specifically revelations 22 verse 1 and 2 the English translation from Latin reads, And he showed me a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Okay. So considering the premise of the game is that these themes were sort of already known in, in, this, in this story, that there's this very sort of strong and deep lore tie-in, uh, which alone hints to sort of 
a deep, deep body of lore to dig into. All along the entire game, there's random little pieces of, of parchment uh, that you will sort of come across. They grant some small XP buff, but it's worth it. People grab all of the little pieces of parchment as you go, just as a player, even if you don't give a shit about the story. You grab it for the XP, and they're automatically stored in your journal in the process. The game seems like it's playing the long game on an sort of amazing lore evolution and facilitating all of it in a way that you can go back after the fact and enjoy the lore even if you were completely oblivious to it while you were speed leveling. They reward the players with those quick hits of bonus XP that are definitely worth grabbing and not passing up. And then the, you know, it later pays off in retrospect when you go back and read through your journal. These stories all complement the real evolving story that you get while questing through the MSQ, the dungeons for those, you know, there's there's story bits that you will actually see very clearly as you go along. In one of the universe lore promo videos from the official New World YouTube page, a character known as Father Russo talks about the island holding a mystical power that the church knows about and is zealously uh, pursuing uh, but they're keeping it as a jealously guarded secret from the populace. Now, I'm not trying to go super preachy Christian here or anything like that, but just bear with me for a moment as we speculate on the biblical premises uh, of this that you know many Christians will be familiar with. And yes, this is the church in Rome. So Adam and Eve, who took from the tree of knowledge, but were sort of cast out from the Garden of Eden before they could eat from the tr- fruit from the tree of life. Is this the reason why the church is sending expedition after expedition looking in there? And lore point two. The conquistador is wearing an armor adorned with the traditional symbol of the Knights Templar. They were a famed Catholic military chivalrous order First recognized in 1139 under the original title, The Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ and the Temple of Solomon. This prominent order turned out to be anything but poor. They became vastly wealthy through uh, the Crusades. They were known as the Christian warrior monks. They were also comprised, though, of a very large contingent of non-combat members who, among other things, managed a vast fortune of plundered and invested wealth infrastructure. The Knights Templar were very strong contingent between the 1100s and 1312. They were also credited as establishing one of the first banks of the world. This, along with the shrewd investing and, and playing of power games by their, their leadership, brought them to an outright sort of moment of, of supreme power and wealth within sort of, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, Europe. Uh, and, and they they also plundered the shit out of the Holy Land, let's be honest. <clears throat> and, and that granted them even more money and power. They did, in fact, use a decent portion of their wealth to build a massive fleet of ships to suit their purposes. They were eventually disbanded as they grew too wealthy, and Pope Clement V and some of his backers <clears throat> took the opportunity to spin rumors about dark rituals and excuse you know, as an excuse to have them declared heretics and killed or captured in a coordinated, prearranged, simultaneous attack that happened in 1312. While this managed to drive the order underground and grasp uh, a large portion of their wealth, an even larger portion of their wealth was never found. And key members of the order inex- 
inexplicably escaped, never to be found by their pursuers. This, along with allegations that they were hidden away, uh, uh, relics such as the Holy Grail and the Ark of the Covenant, has long led them to be favorites of legends, conspiracy theories, and speculation. They have long been credited as some of the greatest treasure hunters slash thieves, depending on your viewpoint, the world has ever known, hoarding relics of all types. Now here's where we go way deep in the weeds. In 1898, a farmer in Minnesota, in the U.S., located a slab of rock dated as being from 1362, and inscribed upon this rock was a hooked X, which is a famous symbol uh, that is known to be used, or was known to be used, by the Knights Templar. Author and researcher Scott Walter has speculated that this could hint at the Templars using some of their vast fleet to escape the clutches of their enemies within Catholicism and relocate to North America. Now, this is in addition to already discovered links that very strongly suggest that both the Chinese explorers and Vikings had set foot uh, on in America long before Columbus in 1492. Now, interestingly enough, there seems to be lore hints in the game that, uh, you know, the Chinese, the Vikings, and, and uh, the Templars were all on a turnum. So bringing this back down to the non-tinfoil biblical revelation levels, you know, I'm not saying that any of these ideas are something that I subscribe to in real life, and I'm not looking to ask people about their beliefs. I'm merely pointing out that these things are generally known in certain circles among members of fairly established religion and or historical conspiracy theorists. So there's reason, there's no reason to think that Amazon didn't hire a writer to spin a good yarn that went deep into the tinfoil hat territory and gave a very cool framework for a backdrop to use with their lore and their setting. Let's take another look at the conquistador in the image. If you zoom in to the shadow side of the nose on that faceplate, you can check out and see that same hooked X, the symbol of the Templars. Why did Amazon choose to describe their setting as, quote, an alternate history of 17th century, instead of going with a magical realm of fairies and demons? For that matter, why are there no elves, dwarves, gnomes, orcs, hobbits, etc.? I think Amazon is playing the long game here and is going against the grain to tell a fantastical story of alternate history that could actually be plausible, if not directly believable, and they're making a setting that people can sort of get into uh, deeply as they continue to progress. They're going biblical, biblical on our asses, basically. In a, you know, the, the Bible taking some really, really weird shit. And, you know, whether you deem it as real or not, there is some weird shit going on in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um... And especially in Revelations, that is seriously messed up. And again, I'm not promoting any of these theories as being like, this is real, this is... I'm just saying it's a cool, interesting yarn. You just take it as a framework. As a backdrop for a lore, for for a setting, for a game. So, all right. You can find countless... uh, uh, Sorry. Um, Just to sum it up. You can find countless people who've played the beta... Time after time saying, I don't know what it is about this game, but there's something special about it that makes me want to keep playing. 
In my opinion, the reason for that after nearly a decade of copycat MMOs that were basically trying to copy WoW with one different sort of gimmick or hook to differentiate themselves, along with Amazon coming at the game with completely turns that trend on its head, bringing it back to classic features that made old school MMOs fantastic while simultaneously leaping forward with next level visuals and sound design. You know, you ditch all of the crap that built up in, in, in the wrong turn of, of, of nerfing the world. No tab targeting. You learn to aim or you miss. You learn to dodge or you suffer. No mythical races, realism and equality. No mini-map. You unfurl your map and you use your compass to figure it out. Magical GPS overlaid in the corner of your view everywhere you go every second is the beginning of the brain-dead gameplay that is shortly followed by icons on those mini-maps that tell you where to go for every quest, NPC, and node. This is what killed MMOs, and it's the dumbing down of everything. New World is a vibrant world that you should pay attention to, and reading the quest text and using your map that you can unfurl and look at at any point gives you plenty of access to that but you pay attention to the world as you go there's no looking for group or looking for raid the community is real you earn your rep and you live or die by it there's no spammable dungeons run over and over and over with absolute disrespect when it costs resources to craft your key to get into the dungeon that dungeon matters and your rep to get in there matters if people know you as being a waste of time they're not going to work with you no pve game that is just has a shitty anemic pvp component tacked on as an afterthought new world is a real balanced game that provides equally meaningful pve and pvp game play loops in a way that highly encourages pvx player versus all mixing it all together no classes you skill up in what you do no match, no mounts. Travel means something. No magically traveling loot lockers. Your homes, forts, and territories mean something. And you put thought into where you're storing your shit. Player-built economy where crafting has a real value. That's all of it. I'm spent. What do you think, Ben? Let's talk. It oh, it sounds it is actually sounding interesting. Even if I just play it through for the the one to sixty story or whatever the hell they've got there. Well, and they're they're it's looking like every two months or so there's gonna be a new update, new added stuff to the game. Several times a year. Here's a new zone, here's a new weapon, here's a new whatever. Oh, can I throw in one more thing that might help sway you just a little bit? Unlike some game developers who charge you $60 for an advanced look of their game, and then it turns out to be shite. New World launches on September the 28th. You can play it then with everyone. But what if you say, yeah, that sounds great, but I don't pre-order games because I've been screwed too many times in the past. Well, A little bit. I would respond to you, Ben, that with New World... You can go onto Steam on September the 8th, 24 hours before it launches, and so request a free, yep, in just a couple days' time, and request a free game key. So three days from now, you can request a free game key, and there is a 
free open beta. You don't have to buy shit. You can play it from September 9th to September 12th for as much as you want, even having purchased nothing. So you can put 100 hours into it and then go, ah, I don't like this game. And don't buy it. That's yeah. how much they believe in their product. They are literally letting you try it's it for nothing. It's only 9 through 12th. 9 through the 12th is Damn, the... Damn, that's only a couple of days then. It's the last open beta, but I mean, you can all you can also yeah. play it if you're here this on weekend. the 28th. Next weekend. Yeah. Thursday through oh, Sunday. This, this weekend's coming. Yes. Yeah. So, but what oh, I'm saying is... What I'm saying if is, though... If I wanted though, to play on the 28th, though, I'd have to pay for it. I can't get five days free or something like that from the 28th. No, Ben. Yeah, if you want to buy the game, generally, that's how games work. If you want to play it, you have to buy it. Oh, yeah, but they, they might have said, hey, you, know, you want to try our game, it's going to be, you know, try it for four days, any time after the 28th. Nine. If you like it on the 4th, if you like it on day five, then you're going to have to pony up 35 quid. Well, you go ahead and make a game, and then you market it how you like. But what they're doing yeah. is 9th through no, the 12th, you get to play it for free. And you can download it on the 8th, so you can have it set up ahead. It's not a matter of on the 9th, yeah. you start the download, and several hours later, you get to play. Steam. No, this is download it on the 8th and play it when you want. 9th through okay, the 12th. Is it PC only, or is the word about it coming <clears throat> cross-platform? Right now, it is PC only. Uh, there is... I. This is just me personally, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I hope to God that they don't put this to platforms because every time we see awesome games that are PC only get put to platforms, then they nerf the shit out of it and they <laughs> they they turn down the settings and they whatever. The settings on this game are fantastic and you cannot run this if you're not on a PC. Yeah. But you know, if it were going on say Xbox One X or whatever the most thing or PS5 would open it up to a lot more people. Okay. And if they bring in I hope yeah, they... I have no idea what the controls are going to be. I hope they never do it because of what I already just told you. Yeah, uh, I hope th I hope they do do it on the condition that they don't smeg up the PC experience for it. When you know, if the PS5 can't do it, don't give it all that nice shiny graphics that require a 3090. I, I can just after on it. again. I can't tell you any different than what I've told you three times already. Yeah. I can, every time we see people say, "Oh no, we're going to expand and we're going to put this on consoles," and we promise yeah. it won't no, hurt I'm, the PC I'm, version. We always see the PC version does. turn to shit. So just don't do it. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I guess I'm mainly thinking because <laughs> you know, I would like it would be nice to be able to play this with my kids. Okay, but get them a PC. They mostly play on their Xboxes with their mates. Mm -hmm. Fair um, enough. So if I can run around using a gamepad and play the game successfully, I don't care where the platform's played on, mm -hmm. so long as, as you say, they don't compromise other platforms to to be on it. I yeah, I mean you you can't you shouldn't compromise the PC release for console that no i personally am going to be playing this on a on a xbox yeah. elite controller because I, and i've seen 
They have already said that they are going to later, not at launch, they are going to support fully Xbox controllers, but you can already do it using the Steam Xbox controller setup and it works just fine. Uh, uh, Beer Ginger Prime, uh, uh, one of my old go-to content creators for Final Fantasy yeah. content, has that's how he played through the whole thing and, and it works just fine. But again, I will reiterate what I've already said four times now. Do not yeah. put this on consoles. It's going to do nothing but shit on the game as it... And, and, and even if, if it doesn't, even... No, I, no, can you say no, that? Ben. No, no. You're, because you're saying you ben, don't trust Amazon. No, because even if you do it, what that happens is, okay, we can do it with the shit at launch, and now we're going to nerf all of our subsequent shit. We're going to lower our expectations of what comes out. Just no. Just don't do it. Star Citizen is like, yeah, we're not doing yeah. that stuff because it that caused price. us to fuck... We, we, we saw what happened with Elite. Did you not see what happened with Elite? Oh, I've seen what happened with Elite. They brought but, in... Okay, 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 okay. Did you see what happened with Nomansky? Nomansky, all, with all due respect, look at the Nomansky graphics and then look at mm -hmm. what you're seeing on the screen. You're 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 comparing you filet mignon kind of with graphics. a peanut butter jelly sandwich, man. Yeah, but you can get this kind of graphics on the Xbox or on the PlayStation. Okay. You know, like, all right. Is Mass Effect I, remastered? Is, you can, on PlayStation, we, we can isn't it? we can sit here on the show and talk for the next ten hours. You're not going to change. Yeah. You're not going to change um, my viewpoint on yeah. that. I mean, I I think we both have valid viewpoints, and I'm one hundred percent with you that I don't want them to ruin the pc version just to make it enabled on on console so here's what we're, that, that would suck here's what we're looking at to sum it up we're looking at a phenomenal next level graphics game that has yeah. full open world pvp pve it doesn't favor either side both sides get a full experience Full crafting, do whatever you want. It has all of the best parts of old school games in a time that we have been in a drought for good content in the fantasy MMO world. And they have so much faith in their product that they're literally letting you just try it out for free with zero yeah. commitment. And I mean, that's awesome. If you're, if you're around this weekend, why the <clears throat> hell wouldn't you? This has had over two billion let me see let me pull this up here because i want to see billion this with a b. two billion with a b minutes watched on twitch over one million people have played the alpha and closed beta this game is polished as fuck and it has just I, it, it 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 literally is just that all I can say is, go find just just look at people on look at Twitch vods, yeah. look at YouTube videos. People who play this go, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's amazing, and I want to keep playing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I suspect if I was to play it, you know, my concerns would be only being able to part do. If I was going to play it, my concerns would be how much of it can I play by myself versus how much do I need to party up with people. If I'm going to party up with people, I want to party up with 
you know, what would become my guild. Mm -hmm. But then if, you know, I'm wanting to party with my guild and no one's actually wanting to bother to run the dungeons with me, then that feels like there's a whole lot of... And that's the whole reason why the entire looking for group system came about. <laughs> the looking for group system and looking for raid system is shite. It is, and it, I mean, it encourages going down to the lowest common denominator. It, 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 and but... it's entirely lazy and unnecessary. I played Vanilla WoW before that shit existed, and people yeah. would hang out in the town closest to that dungeon, where people would go to the entrance of that dungeon and say, hey, I want to run whatever, and you have, yeah, LF, you green, have multiple... M. You have yeah, multiple yeah, chats in this game that are available to you to arrange to whatever. But also, yeah. you have to talk to people to make something like that happen. And like I said, you get a rep. If I get a situation where it's like, oh, shit, did you see what you know Ben did? He, As soon as we got like, in there. Talking about rep. Yeah, so talking about rep, you know, back, back in my day, when all this were fields, etc., yeah, I played an Emerald Dream. And I had a rep on Emerald Dream EU. But then WoW went off and introduced the server meshing. And then they went off and meshed all the more servers together. So Emerald Dream was actually one of about 10 servers. And, you know, your name on a server became less, was, was devalued, basically. And that is shit. Um, so, I mean, do you know if this is going to be... Right, I'm playing on server one, and server one is server one, or are we all Correct. on one server? No, you're playing on, there are servers. Now, they have expanded the number of players on the servers. It started with a hundred, or sorry, a thousand players per server, and I think they are pushing it to, I think they pushed it in the last beta to 10,000 servers. I think in this next beta, they're going to try servers. No, no, 10,000 players in a server. Oh, okay. I think in this next beta they have made hints that they're going to try to push it. I think they're probably going to try to get it to around 20,000 players or or so on a server. But that is your static server. You are always there and you are limited to create one character in each data cluster. So along a group of servers so that because you don't need to, what I was about to ask there. you you have your rep you have your name you live and die off of that now yeah. it's classless system so you could be a tank one day and a healer the next but the fact of the matter is is just you personally as a real life person your rep matters which was entirely the point of where the looking for group looking for raid instanced million different servers nobody ever knows anyone that's where it all went to shit as far as i'm concerned what about you're saying server meshes so i'm assuming this is yeah there's going to be servers in the eu versus servers in the us oceana possibly more there are going to be servers in america servers or north america eu and uh australia um, at launch, at, yeah, at launch. But it's Amazon. It's Amazon web it's servers. Amazon. Who knows? They could yeah. string. They could. They could spool up servers wherever the hell they want and cover the world. Oh, they've got. They've got data clusters all over the place. Um, and I, any idea how the? You know, let's say I wanted to go off and you know play with you on an American server. You know, how, especially because this isn't 
tab targeting and random numbers. How badly do you do you any idea how badly ping is affecting we've already seen people we've already seen multiple people that played in the alpha and the beta for example there's a a a new world podcast i forget the name of it but it's two one guy in canada one guy in like somewhere central u.s and one guy in Mm -hmm. europe and they all three play on the north american servers and the guy from europe was saying that his ping was very very good it was not a problem Because yeah, I mean, I know you know, like for example, I've played, I've played on um on Australian servers for things, and it's horrendous sometimes. Again, I've played on Australian servers, and sometimes it's okay. Again, this is Amazon Game Studios, who just happens yeah. to own Amazon, Amazon Web, Web Servers. Services. So well, other way around, but yeah, yeah. No, AWS. No. Yeah, AW, but. Yeah, they're all yeah, under you know the Amazon I mean. umbrella. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So, uh, I mean, I guess the obvious question is just to turn it into Sky Things. You know, when are we getting the Blue, or- Blue Origin update? There you go. <laughs> so, this, I mean, the crafting system is amazing. The gathering system is yeah. amazing. The sound is amazing. The graphics are amazing. It has the right feel. And the people who have played it, again, I challenge you. Ask anyone who's actually played it. Hey, man, what do you think? And you will invariably get, oh, I love this. I didn't like that so much, this, that, and the other. And then you ask them, okay, what's your overall feel? And they will say, like, can't quite put my finger on it, but it's just really, there's something. It's just really, really good. I think, like I said, over the last decade, maybe 15 years, there's been a trend that has been taking MMO fantasy MMOs in the wrong direction. And this to, I see this as reversing that. that. I see this reversing that hard while like there's some games that have taken steps to reverse that stuff like, you know, Albion online, but those games are sort of little indie, whatever that have their own limitations where you're looking at a sort of top down two and a half D very you know limited graphics and sound game as opposed to this is just no compromise it's all of what is great about everquest one while looking like skyrim and able to play with your friends well you know what i mean the next level And part of the for the pre-order package there, you just saw the the the, the in the I house the dog. The dog. Yeah. That's part of the pre-order package. You get the dog in your house. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. The dog. Yeah. See, if that if if it were a husky, that's what would <laughs> you know, a husky would one hundred percent swing it for me. Well, it's a mastiff, and it's yeah. just as Hus- good. Either a husky or a border collie. I love border collies. Fair, fair. Um, yeah, uh, border. They're just border collies are brilliant, brilliant, brilliant dogs. This idea though, this is like. It's 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 mixing like I said it's mixing in the lore is like you're mixing in like Atlantis with with that island from Lost where it like has magical yeah. weird properties and does timey wimey shit like ugh yeah I have to admit there's an element of me that's almost a sh- not I'd almost want to be able to play one of the skeletons and the bad guys all right well you need to find another game yeah 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 because. I'm just seeing some of the design of those of those skeletons and the, the oh, it's very evil cool. characters, and it is it's like 
Yeah, bollocks to this human shit. Let me play that. Fair. All right. Yeah, that looks. Yo, I would. I would be rocking some of that look. Okay. I um, just look at these. Oh, here's another thing. Uh, you see all these like hills and like mountains and whatever. Yeah. They made all of that shit completely climbable. You see pictures and videos uh, and stuff of people that went through and they climbed up the side of a mountain. They climbed up the back, you know, way to get into something. Like, oh my god. Uh, and the I, I I very specifically kept a lot of the story stuff. There's a lot of stuff I know about the story that I have not said because I was like, oh, I don't want to mention that. Yeah, I didn't want to spoil that shit. I, I will say the the one of the new zones that that is coming very very soon after launch. I, did I mention the Burning Sands? It's an Egypt yeah, based. Oh my god! And the stuff that I've seen from that, some of the concept stuff, and some of the they've 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 had people that actually just got in and through some glitch or whatever were able to like run around and like get to the area. And you see these, True. you see these like Egyptian themed like environments and whatnot. And you're like, oh, I can't wait for that expansion. Yeah. There's a Eben 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 Reach Eben Rock Eben something is one of the areas, and it's a it is a very sort of 13th century themed Chinese, very very Asian like zone where the 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 the, the, the mobs. It's like Port Olasar. We've got cherry blossoms everywhere. Uh, that's not Olasar. That's Orison. But the, uh, the, Orison, the, sorry, yeah. the mobs and the 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 buildings are these like pagoded palace type buildings and all. It's it's so cool. <laughs> All right, Ben. So let me ask you, with everything that I brought up about the game and the fact that you get to play it for free for four days, what do you think? I think I'm glad I'm going to be around this weekend <laughs> because if it were on a weekend when I weren't going to be around, I wouldn't be able to even try it. Mm. Um. So I'm glad I'll be able to at least give it a shot this weekend, probably, if I want to. It does look interesting. I want to see how the combat actually plays. Um, I can't quite decide how I'd want to play it, if you know what I mean. Um, one of the things that obviously, and you, as you alluded to at the beginning of the show, I'm doing that many other things that the concept of right we're now raiding a dungeon every Thursday, Tuesday and Thursday I can't do that anymore mm. you know we used you know back when I was playing WoW we were raiding three uh, three nights a week and if you you know we expected everyone to be there yeah but not everybody uh, even in WoW not everybody raids you can be a oh, player no. that just plays in the open world and does no, but dungeons that's how I you know that's how I used to roll sure course everybody um, used to be 20 yeah and you know we were very much the same in swotor as well mm -hmm. and there is definitely an aspect of me that would be concerned about the content i'd be missing if i couldn't put that kind of dedication to the game again okay um because you know certainly in wow and in swotor some of the best content in the game, some of the most challenging content in the game, was the raids. 
And, you know, I just don't have that kind of time I can dedicate anymore. So for the record, they don't have raid content per se in this game as of now. They have single player content. They have group content open world. And they have, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, dungeon content. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's, that's what they have. So raids may be coming. People have asked for it and they've said they're looking into it, but. I, I know, you know, some of my, you know, some of my best experiences playing WoW was like the, the original, like, well, um, you know, doing Molten Core and half the, half the battle was finding 40 people to show up. Which is obviously why WoW nerfed and nerfed and nerfed and nerfed and nerfed um, and sort of started drooling and pretending it's like some little three-year-old. Yeah. Um, but that was some of the most enjoyable content I had. And I I look back on those times, um, especially the Anixia run, actually, because that was, you know, it was still 40 people, but it was a nice quick... Mm. in, clear, out, done kind of thing. You're not dedicating, like, five, six hours of gameplay to it. Yeah. Um, but it was still the large player. And we, you know, we're fighting a motherfucking dragon here. You're going to need a few people. Oh, I remember. I remember it very, um, very, very, very plainly. And I remember but, even yeah. soloing Onyx uh, at the end of... I think it was at the end of Burn yeah, at the end of Burning Crusade with my paladin mm. I soloed Onyxia. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. So yeah, good, good times. You know, that that stuff and that massive content is amazing and it is rewarding. Mm -hmm. But it's also a ball lake. Mm-hmm. Um You're not wrong. Alright. So we started when we started this. You literally knew nothing about uh, uh, New World when when we started this conversation. I even asked you before, right before we went live. I said, "What do you know about New World?" And you say, "Ah, it's another WoW knockoff." Uh, what in what way has your uh, thought on the game changed? It's done one of the things that I always liked, which is I the last fantasy game I ever really enjoyed. Would have been um, would have been Skyrim, and one of the key things I enjoyed about that was it's not like every other RPG, which you know, and these things all basically boil back to the Baldur's Gate system, frankly, you know, and Baldur's Gate boils back to advanced D and D and D, you know, select your targets, cast mm. your spell. Recharge, rinse, and repeat. Mm. Whereas Skyrim, you're swinging your sword or you're fl firing your magic missiles and things like that. And if you miss, you miss. Um, and if you dodge, you dodge. So that's one of the things I really appreciated about Skyrim. Mm. And it, so it's got that for the combat system. I agree with that. Um, Okay. I've never been a massive fan of crafting. We'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. um, I am concerned how important 
that seems, and that was one of the things that kind of put me off a wee bit about uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Um, the lore, I love the idea of an alternative history, sort an alternative Christianity lore. I love the idea of that. I think it's really, you know, really powerful and interesting stuff. Mm. Um, it looks gorgeous. It really does look absolutely gorgeous. Uh, now everything is it is a complete player economy, so you can choose to yeah. run dungeons, do stuff to make money, grind whatever, and then just buy whatever you want off the auction house. You don't have to craft indeed. anything if you choose not to. Indeed, so you just have to see how that all goes. Um, it's very adventurous by Amazon. I mean, this is this is Amazon Studios' first foray into gaming, as far as I'm aware. They have some other small games that are already yeah, gone this is their first in, yeah. this is their first big mmo they started on a lord of the rings thing and then they looked at it and said we just don't like where this is going we don't feel like this is worthwhile and then just said yeah we're gonna yeah. stop the fact that they took first off they they have invested years into this it <laughs> is their show platform for lumberyard and i and i, mean, I love Yum lumberyard <laughs> Has a lot of potential. I love what I love the idea of Lumberyard, and I've looked into doing some development in it. So, mm. yeah, I've not, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm interested by that. But wasn't so, but Lumberyard's CryEngine as well, isn't it? Is that right? Yep, it is a variant of it, and it is what they are using for Star Citizen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, although I mean, this is looking well. At least I'm seeing double frame rates in the videos. Um, so I mean, yeah, it looks absolutely lush. Lumberyard looks like a very solid system. I don't know of any major games though that have been released on it yet. The first two big games for it are this and Star Citizen. Yeah. It's so Lumberyard is Star Citizen now as well, is it? Yeah, it's been I thought Star, Star I thought okay, I thought Star Citizen were off an earlier branch of CryEngine. They were, and then they swapped, and then there was a whole okay, big lawsuit they, about it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I didn't realize Star Citizen's using Lumberyard as well. It is. I mean, the one thing that I, I'm looking at this and I'm like, my god, this looks lovely. Why can't we have it in 40k, in the 40k universe? That would also be a very very cool game. Yeah. I mean, a different game, but yeah, I've, I would be I would be you know, down. Take take this idea, and this kind of killing things and do interacting with the universe, mm. but move it to the forty k universe. I would definitely be um, down. Because yeah, I I uh, I'd love a, a proper forty k MMO, modern forty k MMO. That'd be oh, so good. I would also enjoy that. I would yeah. enjoy a 40k. I would enjoy a classic Warhammer. I would enjoy a Pathfinder or a D and D. I love Pathfinder in this, in, yeah. in this context. Oh, oh Gurks! I mean, move, take the Gurks universe. Yeah. Uh, I would uh, honestly, looking at this, I would love to see a Lord of the Rings in this. Mm -hmm. You know what? There's, there, yeah, there's. Problem with the Lord of the Rings, it's so cliche now. And I think that's why I'm glad they're not going down that route. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah, I'm glad they're not going down that route. Um, 
Oh God! Could I mean? Oh, so, so I'm, sorry, I'm just thinking. You know, expanse MMO. I would love to see. You know, what was that? <clears throat> it was a. It was a kind of a cheesy MTV fantasy uh, story, but it was done in a very, very cool world. The books were amazing. The Shinar Chronicles. Mm-hmm. I would love okay. to see a Shinar Chronicles, especially when you see these ruins from the ancients. They certain aspects of these ancient ruins remind me very much of some of the ruins from the Shinar Chronicles. Did you ever read those books, or do you I've know the not story? Read them, no, no. So the premise of it, just real, 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 the forty thousand foot view, uh, to sum it up in like a sentence or two, is imagine it's thousands and thousands and thousands of years into the future. There was it's Earth, and it was you know Detroit and Philly and 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 uh, New York and London and all of the places. It's regular Earth as in today, but uh, there's World War Three, massive destruction, almost you know it's post-apocalyptic you know devastation, and it sort of resets people to a certain extent, sort of to Stone Age times, and also with with as a result of the radiation levels and and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, humanity sort of gets morphed into what come to resemble dwarves and elves and <laughs> humans and, yeah. and 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 gnomes, and those are the big main races. And <clears throat> then cut to whatever fifty thousand years of evolution, sixty or thousand or more years of evolution, so that it it, it really does branch off those those mm-hmm. let's say mutations into their yeah, own, very own speciated into their very own distinct races and so you have this kind of magical mystical realm of elves and dwarves and shit but in the background you'll see stuff in certain places like the seattle space needle or the eiffel tower or the <laughs> or whatever and it's just yeah. very very cool they talk about like the land that was or whatever and it's like they're talking about san francisco or they're talking about whatever it is good shit yeah i mean yeah i'm just it looks so pretty and it's it's going to be very interesting to see how day one release goes. Mm. Um, but as you said, this is on AWS thing, yeah. And I could be, yeah, I would not be surprised if it's like, whoops, Daisy. Um, uh, yeah, you know that business server. Well, we've accidentally moved it over onto this now. Whoopsie, because you know it's so critical for them to get the day one release right. Mm. I mean, that- I think. They have to be able to spin everything up. I think to a certain extent, MMOs will be MMOs, even with Amazon. There will be mm. your standard first day, whatever. But yeah, I think uh, I think these they have shown that they have the capability to make it work. And I, I it'll think... be interesting to see how how this weekend how it scales up. Mm. It will. It will be very interesting. Yeah. All right. I think is there anything else that you wanted to cover on New World? I think we covered a whole I lot think of New we're World. Pretty covered. All right. Do you have any other stuffs that you wanted to get into? I know Loradex dropped like two weeks ago, and that was legit. I'm crazy fucking hyped for later this month, uh, September 24th. Foundation is going to drop. Um, I think yeah. that could be a nice conversation with you, me, and Suv next week. You got. That's on Amazon, isn't it? That one? <clears throat> no, that's on not Amazon. Apple. That is on Apple. Then we've yeah. got we've got 
Uh, October 9th is Sitcon, which is going to be Amazeballs. October 10th uh, is the Dune I'm, movie drop. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm pissed off about that, but I know I'm not going to be around that weekend. Wife and kids? Wife and kids. Your pullout game is weak, son! I know. Uh, the wife yeah, the wife got in there and was like, Ben, I need you here. Mm. Yeah, I've got these I've got these things. So I need you here that weekend. And I was like, shit. Because I'd looked into the dates. I was like, okay, I'm probably gonna be home that weekend. And then the wife goes off and says, This has come up, and I'm like, ah, damn it. Hey, look, you still you'll have the stuff online and you can check It'll be in. on VODs. I know, I know. And you can check um, in with Black Sky Legion to get all of your the Friday show to get all of your fix. Woo! And we'll also be getting the Oh, they're doing the there's a free fly weekend, I believe, coming up soon. Um either this weekend or next. We just had one. And there's another one that apparently that's coming up right soon as well. Beautiful. Um and I heard there's also a Oh, there's some kind of like doing your favorite pick your favorite ship basically and it'll go up on sale. No, 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 no. They that that's a thing that Does they're that already now. No, that's the thing they're already in the middle of, and that's a, so. That's, so that's the that's the uh, best in show, and it's so they pick. It's the top four ships. It's not one ship. It's the top yeah. four ships that, and the ones that <clears throat> make it to the top four. Now it will go to a final one that is the overall winner, but all of the top four ships will have a sale, and all of them will get their best in show paint jobs as well. So yeah, not just one. I, I mean, I have to admit, though, my because. Before patch three point fifteen, is it we're on now? We're on before three point patch. We're on three point one four. Three point one five so will drop. Before, yeah, in October. before the current patch, mm -hmm. I was all about the <laughs> Sentinel. I loved my Sentinel so hard. It took a little bit of a. But the most recent patch, until we get capacitors coming in the game, we have capacitors. No, until we get. Customizable capacitors. Oh, you're talking about modular. Yeah. Until I actually get the ability to increase my weapon capacity, so that my uh, my um oh the AVRS or whatever the hell the the disruptor cannons on the Sentinel mm -hmm. can you know until I can shoot more than twenty four bullets. Before needing a recharge. So that's not... That's... Oh, that... and that's why I've, I've flicked over to larger ships. Because they've got larger capacitors. <laughs> so to be clear, that sort of is, but sort of isn't tied to... Capacitor play limits a lot of different things, but they just flat out changed yeah. uh, uh, kinetic weaponry to be different and it does require reloads and whatnot and they changed the whole sort of now it's going to be it will be tweaked again here and there and it'll, it'll... it will be it's an alpha as we covered <laughs> earlier but yeah you know, i yeah i would have gone for a uh, sentinel mm. so easily i love my sentinel okay but my sentinel with only 24 bullets without <laughs> you know even on Full full pips to weapons. Mm. I'm like daka daka daka. Please stand by. Mm. Your call is important to us. Daka daka daka. Shit, his shields are regenerated. 
Daka Daka. Shit, his shield's regenerated again. I was yep. like, oh, come on. <clears throat> yeah, there's definitely um, been some shifts that got tweaked this way or that way. I highly recommend, for solo play, I highly, highly recommend you have some fun with the Gladius right now. It is so good. And for group, okay. for group play... Uh, I know it's gonna sound like I'm joking, but I swear to God I'm not. That Connie, Hammerhead? that Connie, oh. and no, Hammerhead is like, that's just a no-brainer. That's just a hey. Do you have seven people? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you want to whip your dick out and just own everybody? Yeah. Hammerhead. But yeah. but I've been enjoying the Connie for solo play to be honest. You know, those four, those four size four lasers mm. are chewing things up. And you have a just stupid overpowered shield. You got good shields. Not good. And then it's only great. Yeah, okay, great shields. Um, okay, she's not as maneuverable as I like to fly. And okay, I'm having to use gimbaled weapons. Um, but I'm actually killing shit <laughs> in a Connie. Mm. Um, but I far prefer the small fighter gameplay. But mm. I just find that with ballistics, I'm having to recharge. Every, I'm having to return to base every fight mm. to to basically to do things. So I can't just stay out and shooting people. And with my current repeaters, and I'm wanting to see about getting a laser cannon build going. Um, but you can't get the laser cannon. You can't get the laser cannons. For the Sentinel, unless you go and buy the Harbinger, I think it is. Mm. Uh, so you've got to go up and buy like a five million credit ship just to get four guns. Yeah, and it's that's like, a ah, thing. dude, you've got every other thing. You've got the you've got every other thing going apart from the laser cannons. Why don't you have the laser cannons available to buy two, man? Right on. Uh, but ben, that. yeah, we've been going for two and a half hours. I think it's about time that we wrap it up for this week. You got anything you want to add before we do? Where is all the rum gone? Yeah, right. I know that feeling, but for me, it's uh, six and twenty. It's it's yeah. that whiskey. It's gone. All right, brother. Well, no, no. my whis my whiskey is being nursed and is sitting safely in its box. So tune in next week when Ben will be there because he's already said that he's going to be around. We'll both be acting like we're paying attention to the conversation while we're both furiously playing fucking New World. And Suv will be here. <laughs> Suv has said that he will be here next week and he is super excited for New World as well. All right. Say goodnight to the beautiful people, Ben. Good night to the beautiful people, Ben. Right on. Let's get this music going.
Got tricks up a stash, stacking up the cash fast when it comes to the dash. By no means average, long as she's got to have it. Baby, you're a perfect 10. I wanna get in. Can I get down so I get in? I like the way you're working. No diggity. Got to bag it up. I like the way you're working. No diggity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the way you're working. Got to bag it up. Okay. 